Welcome to a brand new episode of Tall Light Talk, episode 215. This is Casey. And this is Chris. We've got a lot of news to get to, um, but first we want to kind of pay some respects to uh, people who we lost in the last couple of weeks. Um, I'll, I'll put both of them on here because okay. really it's sad all around. Uh, so Anne Rice passed away. Um, she is the creator of the Vampire Chronicles amongst the slew of other books Definitely the person who got me into my love of vampires as I read <laughs> Interview of the Vampire at a very young age. That is great. Um, yeah, yeah, and watched a movie and stuff like that. So super sad to hear about this. She's got two shows coming out next year, and it's kind of weird to say hitting her stride, but like, you know, she was doing a lot of great stuff. Yeah, I always I always enjoyed her her social media posts. I thought she was always very much of an activist for people. Um, mm-hmm. And it is a big loss because I really thought her, her works were about to get renewed, you know, and just yeah. a whole new audience and a whole new generation of fans coming. And it's too bad she won't be able to see that. Yeah. Um, they're doing a celebration next year in in uh, New Orleans to, like, pay respects and I want to see what the dates are like. <laughs> like. Yeah, that may be my wife wants to go. So that that's an idea. That's yeah. An idea. That's a reason to go there. And I, I loved New Orleans. The food is out of control. So nice. Um, we'll look into that. But, you know, our respects go out to her and her family. And then uh, in the toy world, Mark Taylor passed away. Uh, Mark Taylor, best known for Masters of the Universe and um, Ninja Turtles. As well. And Ninja Turtles? Yeah. Oh, geez. Okay. So, yeah, the toys, the toys you grew up with, um, you know, we lost, we lost him too. So, uh, just I think a moment. he was 80 as well. I was going to say he's probably Wild. up there. Um, yeah. So, yeah, moment of respect goes out to the, to the both of them. All right, so let's get into what we've been geeking out on. Uh, Chris, what's been going on? I I watched The Witcher one weekend. It's all it took. Mm. Just binged it. And I also finished Hawkeye. And, of course, still kind of uh, recovering from Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So. Yeah, it's, it's been a really good geeky couple of weeks. Um, I haven't watched, haven't even touched The Witcher yet. Uh, we're at the end of season th- or season six of Game of Thrones, nice. which, as you know, is out of control. So we're there, and then my wife will kind of let us sneak in something. <laughs> I have a question about yeah. like Hawkeye, and it's spoilery. So okay, so guys, gals, I haven't finished it, but you, oh, you can, haven't finished I, it. I know okay. enough where you can ask. I I just I want to ask the question of like, spoiler when spoilers, when people spoilers. yeah when people get shot off screen they're not really dead right you wouldn't bring back a character just to just to kill him off right and then I read all these like interviews with Vincent uh, saying like talking about future roles so it's kind of like. 
I was just kind of like taken back by the end of it because I was like, oh, he's going to come back to the Echo show. He's going to do this. And then she apparently shoots him at the end of the episode. So I don't know. I, I, I feel like if you don't see it, it's not really happening. So yeah, I'd be very sad if Spider-Man and the Kingpin don't clash in the next movie. That's that's what I want to see more than anything in the Spider-Man world is Kingpin be the villain in a Spider-Man movie. I think, um, you know, we're, we'll talk about No Way Home, too. Like, A, villains never die, apparently. And B, right. and, and what's that do to the timeline, you know, with Loki and all that stuff? Like, what happens with their multiversal threads now? Are they open? Are they closed? Did it open up a new one? Because if they got returned and they're not dead, <laughs> like, what are they doing? Are they, you know what I mean? Do we see... It, it's kind of a bit of a mind F because like, you know, Harry Osborn is, or not Harry, but Norman Osborn is one of the big bads of all time in Marvel. Yeah. You know what I mean? And to have him die is in any, you know, amazing Spider-Man or the Toby movies is like, what? <laughs> like, it's like killing Dr. Doom or Red Skull or whatever. You just can't do it. So uh, Kingpin is also, you know, top Marvel villains. You can't. He he will come back in Echo. He will come into a Disney Plus uh, Charlie Cox show, you know, Daredevil show. He's probably going to be in uh, She-Hulk, you know what I mean? And especially since D'Onofrio, before Hawkeye came out, he was like, oh, can't wait for this. Yeah. Okay, that was one thing. And now he's saying we had talks on multiple things, you know what I mean? He's too good. It's one of those things where Charlie Cox, Jessica Jones, him... Burnthal, all those guys, the fans loved. They never once complained about the characters, with the exception of Finn Jones. I don't think he's going to disappear at all. Good. Good. I just don't see the point of it because if no, you're trying to, it's a waste. I just, yeah, I always thought it was a waste in comic book movies to kill your villain off. It never made sense mm -hmm. in the whole grand scheme of comic books. So I'm glad they're doing it differently now. I mean, it, they made the point of it, like you said, in Spider Man 3. Um, of saying it was just kind of like, uh, why are all these people, why are these guys dead? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right. So, right. Whatever it is. Comic books. You're right. And hoping that we see more of him in the future. So yeah, it was exactly. great. It was great. That episode, you need to go watch it because it was great. And that show finished so strongly that my judgments of how it kind of started, like the right. build up and some of the stuff here and there, the humor was misplaced. But then you would get like really serious all of a sudden and it would be like a quip. And I and I can be okay with it because the Hawkeye comic is a comedy. Um, Spider-Man stuff is funny. But right. sometimes I get taken out of it if it's like, I want this to be serious, but then it's not. Right. So yeah. I don't know. It's getting it's getting good though. Not no complaints. So let's talk about Spider-Man here. Yeah. Um second highest opening for a movie of all time especially during a pandemic, which is insane. Of all time? Of all time. Holy crap. So number one is Endgame, of course, and this is number two. Holy crap. During Opening, COVID? yeah, exactly. Wow. So, I mean, I saw it twice in a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. and, and a lot of people did as well. Um, so that was, that was curious uh, and great. For that so i didn't i'm excited 
<laughs> I don't have this piece I'll of it, so you can I'll take it. it. Because you didn't watch the last episode of Hawkeye. But you remember when the watch, remember the watch yeah. thing? Yeah. And he, then she's, <laughs> did you see the episode where she speaks German to him so that they don't have to talk about it in front of the kids? Mm-hmm. And he's like, <clears throat> if if this watch is is found out who it really is, belongs to, it could reveal some past secrets for somebody. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> that was pointing towards Laura Barton. Uh, and he hands her this watch. And when she turns it over, there's a shield emblem on it with the uh, with agent 19 that number lines up with who mockingbird is and that was her agent number for shield so this would kind of what this continues to wipe out the idea of um the fact that agents of shield Shield existed (laughs) right because yeah bobby morris was on there played by adrian padalecki whatever name is right Mm -hmm. that's right um so yeah i thought you know this is a neat little easter egg if if true and also kind of like at the same time, you're moving past all these characters that that had meat to the normal Marvel Universe. You're moving forward past all that. That's that's fine with me. I just it's kind of a weird thing to do at the same time, um, especially with like we just said with Loki and the multiverse. I don't know. I wasn't a big fan of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so it doesn't really matter as much to me because they've already wiped out so much of that stuff anyways. Yeah. But I mean, Easter egg nonetheless yeah that's that's cool um and who knows who know, i i have a feeling we'll be getting an announcement for hawkeye season two soon i hope so, so I you know so. i i think a lot of these guys aren't going to come back to the big screen for a while until another big thing happens so um okay so will sony make an andrew garfield spider movie spider-man movie that's the big push right now on social media at least and obviously with no way home making shit tons of money you know people are asking for that and and toby four and all this stuff it's hard because i love andrew garfield spider-man but i also don't want to see a multiverse in sony of spider people you know what i mean like it's too many cooks at that point i i don't know like what do you think i guess my my question is more can they legally do it and would the mcu allow that to happen does sony own that spider-man you know what i mean yeah it's i don't know if i would want to see it i would definitely watch it do it they can yeah they can legally do it for sure so like the post credit scene for No Way Home is was surprising because it another spoiler here if you haven't seen the movie we thought the whole post credit scene from Venom 2 would bring uh Eddie Brock into the MCU which it did but then he got sent back. <laughs> so it's just kind of and leaving a little symbiote behind. Um so I mean how does this all work with the multiverse? I mean is this Sony and Marvel's just deal like we're going to do this you give us that. It's like it's like trading action figures, right? I think right now, without seeing Morbius, I think we need to see Morbius, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Because yeah. Morbius yeah. has mixes of Toby, of Andrew Garfield, and of Tom Holland. And that right there is going to be like, okay, what's the future? Because we actually don't have any future set Sony movies other than Venom 3 was announced. But like, what else? What else is coming other in and across the Spider Verse, of course? So, Craven, yeah, that's a rumor. Is Craven going to hunt all three Spider Men across the multiverse? Maybe, <laughs> and and then it's like it's Andrew. Or what's his name? Uh, Kickass. 
And then it's like, does it's the Quicksil- Fox Quicksilver? You know what I mean? Like, is that MCU? Like that right there, that breaks things because they've all been played by their people. You know what I mean? Even Jonah Jameson, it's him just without hair. So meaning there's another, you know, on another verse, it's Jonah, but with without, you know, with hair. So it's like him becoming Craven. I think let's just keep it as a rumor right now. I, I don't know if I trust that one. I think it was just one of those things thrown around. I thought that was official casting. I don't think so. Hmm. Mm. Surprising because. OK, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, let's go on to talking about uh, Keanu Reeves has met with Kevin Feige. Uh, Keanu Reeves has talked about wanting to be part of the MCU for a long time. You know, they probably just need to find a place for him. They're digging deep into their backlog with things like the Black Knight and Werewolf at Night and Moon Night by Night. I don't know. So who knows? Who knows who he could be? Maybe he's Johnny Blaze for all I give a shit. Like, I love Keanu Reeves. He can be anybody. Silver Surfer. <laughs> ah, I about all that that's coming before johnny blaze in this universe definitely i don't know you're already setting up you're already setting up midnight suns <laughs> kind of kind of kind of more but so it's like than some other things it's like i told you until until i get a, a hard pg-13 maybe an r movie from them <laughs> with like seriously well, what's I, deadpool what does deadpool right get? you're right. not gonna mess with deadpool and he has the entire mcu to mess with I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, "Did do, do, you got to keep it R, right?" <laughs> I would, I would hope so. I mean, they, they, that's this is my problem with the general audience thing. I'm excited for Moon Knight, but at the same time, I'm a little hesitant because I want to see them take it to like a really, really dark level. Will they mm-hmm. bring too much levity to it, you know, and then take you out of it here and there? How is Blade going to be? You know, mm-hmm. Blade movies are rated R. They're hardcore slash up the vampire movies you know and it's i don't know i mean you could do a good blade movie of course at pg-13 but yeah ghost rider could pg-13 but these characters there's a reason why they got that marvel knight stamp right (laughs) right we'll see we'll see uh all right moving on wastelanders is this uh new black widow uh podcast susan sarandon is going to be in it as well as her daughter Timothy Busfield, a slew of other great uh, voice actors. That's dropping on Monday, January 10th. So if you're part of SiriusXM, Marvel Entertainment, you can subscribe and listen, which sounds badass. So I'm in. Yeah, building out that whole Old Man Logan world is is perfect. It's awesome. (laughs) It's crazy. And then finally, in Marvel News slash DC News, uh, this documentary, which is produced by the Russos for Slugfest, I actually own the book, um, but this is about Marvel versus DC. Um, I might have to read the book now, or maybe I'll just watch the talk. I don't know. I got it last year for Christmas, and I never did get to read it. But it's all about their rivalry and, and the two companies, uh, quote unquote, growing up throughout the years. So uh, sounds cool, though. Uh, I think that's coming to Amazon. I will tune into that most definitely. There you go. All right. Let's go over to DC News. Um, Man. Okay. First things first. Blue Beetle not going 
straight to HBO Max is going to probably see a 2023 theatrical release. I'm fine with this. It was a little weird that Batgirl and uh, Black Canary are staying on HBO Max unless they were doing this shared universe thing. But I don't know. What do, what do you think? I I don't know what to think. I don't know if yeah, they're trying to be like, strange. oh, Jaime Reyes should be the next Spider-Man, you know, because mm. I, you know, trying to get into that, ride that wave. I don't, I don't know. I I don't, because if this movie doesn't do well, they'll call it a failure and that DC doesn't know what it's doing, blah, blah, blah. But yet it's just like, and then you should have just kept it on HBO Max. The other ones, I, I'm, I'm just keep, it's like we've been saying. Some movies don't need to go to the theater because if they don't make the money that's ex- quote unquote expected, you don't get a sequel, even though if it's good and people just were like, eh, I don't know what this is. I'm not going to go see it. Yeah, I, I guess we'll see. They don't have a, a spider man, I guess. They don't have much levity, period. So <laughs> they have plenty of levity. They, they just do. don't use it. They do. They just. Yeah, it's sporadic. Um. But anyway, yeah, I'll go see that movie all day. Um, so I put the wrong link in here, but Riddler um, has his own website. So it was part of like the viral marketing uh, for the new Batman movie. You can go through these clues and try to guess like a cryptic that the Riddler came up with. And then it gives you like a special message at the end. Um, which is cool. It's just kind of like a neat tie into the film. Yeah, exactly. I like this kind of stuff. Not much else to say besides this movie comes out in March or did it get pushed? For March, the Batman? Right? It's still yeah. March. Yeah. Awesome. Can't wait. Me either. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so this one, Michael Keaton got added to the Batgirl cast. I don't remember. I don't remember if you remember that when he first got added to the Flash cast, they were talking about how he might be our next the DC's version of Nick Fury mm-hmm. where he almost can float between these verses or earths or whatever and kind of unite people and blah, blah, blah. What do you think of this now with him getting added to that cast? Is Ben Affleck been added to this cast? Not to Batgirl, but he's in the flash. It's all very weird to me. That's all <laughs> I'm going to say. I don't know what to think about it because it's like, yeah, we need to see the flash to understand what their game is because i think this is where it starts you know um and there's more and more names being added to the flash which we're going to talk about next so are we going to get like this huge epic movie and they're just keeping it under wraps are we going to get like amazons versus atlanteans and and jason momoa and um gal gal gadot fighting each other how huge are they going to go and in the end how does Michael Keaton become the Bruce Wayne? You know, is Ben Affleck just a mistake in the multiverse, you know, or they do something like that. I don't know. It's just weird because you bring back, um, what's his name? Um, commissioner Gordon. I can't think. What's the actor's name there? Uh, J Jonah Jameson. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, you bring him back for this and everybody's like, Oh, this is all right. So this is actually on this earth. But then he says, oh, with with DC messing with all these different earths and multiverses, you can really play around with things or whatever his quote was. But it's just interesting to see 
this taking shape and that Michael Keaton was just not a one-off thing for the flash. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I guess we'll see. You know what I mean? Like, and are all these Batman in it? You know, is it, right. is it Keaton, uh, you know, Affleck and what's his name? Um, Val Kilmer, not Val Kilmer. You know what I'm talking about? The new guy, Pattinson. Pattinson. Are they you know all? It's funny that about movie? that. I don't think Earth Two, really. I don't think this Batman will touch on anything else. I think that I was. I don't the, think so either. I, I think, think that was the its point. own contained thing. Yeah. yeah, that's what Matt Reeves asked for. Right, and he's obviously making it a huge contained thing. Yes, the HBO series. So, uh, but to your point. Adding to the cast we of The Flash, we have Michael Shannon and Ante Trau. I don't know how to say her name properly, but they were both, uh, you know, part of General Zod's crew um, in Man of Steel, and apparently they're back. I don't, you know, maybe this is. I don't even know. Does Henry Cavill show up? You know, right? Like, right. stop doing this shit and give me the Henry Cavill Superman we've been asking for. Wow. Make that the truth. <laughs> I just don't get that. But anyway, so yeah, they're back and see what that means. Uh, let's go across to Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, we've got Naomi reveals the first trailer. Uh, that series um, is dropping on the CW soon, January 11th. Yep. Yeah. So, oh, geez, less than two weeks or about two weeks. Yeah. Got some good reviews already. So we'll see. Can't wait. Yep. Let's check that out. Also on the CW, and I think is stupid news, in my opinion, uh, is they're going to be putting into development Gotham Knights, a uh, live-action superhero series based on the DC Comics, also getting made into a video game next, you know, next year. I just don't want to see the CW version of this when you don't give me a Batman show. Like, and I get this, this is the heroes and the Bat family after Batman dies, but it's like, you're already doing something very similar to this on Titans, and you're doing a real good job with it. That last season was almost pitch perfect for them. And now you want to do this? Uh, it seems like a waste of time, in my opinion. If you do it, <clears throat> what worries me is that the Batwoman people are involved to begin with. What makes me think more is like, as you mentioned, Titans season three, which is Gotham Knights, basically. Um, exactly. You, you could have spun it out of that with those actors. Yeah. I mean, I know Batgirl is kind of like out of it for that in that realm, but no, this... they'll just put something in her back. Yeah. You know, well, she's uh... missing a leg. Well, so is mechanical leg. Right. Hey, right. And that chick is kicking ass. So I don't True. care. They got things to do nowadays. Call Felicity. Call Mr. Don't, Terrific, rather. Don't call it. Yeah. Yeah, don't call anybody from the CW verse. So, yeah, um, right. If you're going to do this on CW, you're going to do it like the other shows that are popping up now that are, you know, eight, ep eight, ten episodes, higher budgets. But don't do these characters that we already know. Do like spoiler and other and other Batgirls. And yes. Stuff like that. You know, yes. like do characters do, that do new yeah. people that we yeah. have not seen. Exactly. I mean, they're Damien. doing some of it on Batwoman right now. Yeah. But. Yeah, Damien could be your could be your Robin, you know. So I don't know. I don't know, and I don't know if I care unless it's on HBO Max anymore. Uh, yeah. But then I watch Star Girl and 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 Naomi is supposed to be good. So and Superman's good. This though, this other 
part of news, speaking of Brian Michael Bendis, um, they want to bring Legion of Superheroes to the CW as well. That's being rumored to be heading to, um, you know, production. So interesting and interestingly enough, something like that, I'd rather see a bigger budget for. And also you're going to start talking about this and we haven't seen anything from Green Lantern on the on, on the HBO side. So I don't know what um, Berlanti and crew are doing, but it's kind of uh, up in the air of this cosmic. Are you doing it or not? And how would that even look on the CW? So sorry, Legion of Superheroes is coming to HBO Max. Awesome. Yeah, that's not going to CW. Yeah, there you go then. You're gonna make yeah, a- Bendis, Bendis came out and said it, yeah. Oh, perfect. That's good. Again, where's Green Lantern? <laughs> yeah. Oh, one of your other most popular characters of all time? Well, we'll hide him. He makes the opening credits scroll, though. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You have, uh, you have like seven different Green Lanterns from Earth to farm from. And a slew of aliens to, like, you know, treat us with. But... We haven't seen anything from it. That show's done. That show's not just done. the worst. I don't believe it. Anyways, well, yeah. speaking of cosmic galaxy things, let's talk about Star Wars. A couple things today. Really, there's a Han and Chewie comic coming soon. Uh, I can't wait because I want some more stories from them. Because um, <clears throat> right now, we're we're in between Empire and Jedi with the main run. And all those comics that tie into it sans the High Republic stuff that they're doing. But um, this March, look forward to a new one, a uh, new story uh, where the <clears throat> where the adventures will be happening post solo uh, until A New Hope. So if you guys were wondering what happened to your favorite duo, uh, find out because Mark Guggenheim is going to be writing it with uh, pencils by Dave Messina. I'm in. I already pre-ordered issue one. Okay. <laughs> I'll do it. It's just, I just want to see it. It's fine. I'm reading it. I have no investment, but I really love Solo. I think it's such a fun mm-hmm. movie. And I was it's like, if you want to give me this, give it to me as a show. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's my only thoughts on it. Well, I don't know if it's the right company to be doing it. So, no, I know. I, it's I'm really, funny. I'm really torn with this whole thing because I'm loving what they're doing in the comics. So I'm like, just keep giving us good comics. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, and you're filling in backstory, you're connecting things, you're doing all this stuff. And if this is how we're going to get it fine, but this is, this is what you did in the nineties when you didn't have technology to make shows and movies and, and, and stuff like that. Where, why do you have Disney plus as a streaming service? If you're not fully using it, we get the Mandalorian every one year. And some other shows, and then some stuff we never even asked for. So, never mind. These are storyboards. Make a goddamn TV show. Right. Han Solo and Chewbacca. I don't know. Anyways, a little rumor here. There was a leak, quote-unquote, from uh, Lucasfilm employee Gifts. And this is this is like total grains of salt and, and sand because it gets everywhere. But it's something called Tales of the Jedi came up. And... It's weird because we've we heard something about like, oh, they're going to be doing something, maybe Old Republic. Oh, maybe they'll be doing something in the Knights of the Old Republic time. Um, but before that, we have a ton of comics from the from the EU that covered how the Jedi kind of formed and when they fought the Mandalorians and and more. 
um, a lot of crazy stuff. And will they ever kind of farm that? I don't know. But there's a little rumor that there's a Disney Plus series perhaps coming uh, down the road. What do you think? Hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, it sounds like given this article from StarWarsNewsNet.net or .com rather, um, because it's placed in between Bad Batch and Visions, it could be a animated series. It also kind of leans heavily on maybe Visions getting a second season because why else would you show this out? So whatever, you know, uh, fine. It seems like animation is a little bit easier for them to do um i'd be down for that in another animation style you know other than the clone war style i think it'd be nice to see more just like visions did more so yeah whatever i'm in you know i'm, I'm always gonna watch a new star wars show yeah don't you don't have to even like have this cohesive story right where it's like every week like a normal tv show yeah just do these different stories, you know, that's, that would be great and keep it animated. Like you said, it just, I, I'm really surprised we have, we don't have more animated stuff being thrown at us for star Wars. So whatever. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> this is, I, I hope this happens because I would love to see, you know, this, this timeline get farmed. So anyways, let's jump to our first commercial and we'll be back with more Tally talk. DFAT Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. Hey, come take a seat at the campfire. You're not the only one who joins. I've got friends that come over sometimes, too. We talk about a ton of interesting things from geek culture. Then we cover some conspiracies or philosophical thoughts or monsters. You know, we talked about Bigfoot in one episode. It's a lot of fun, so come join me at the Campfire Chats, a DFAT entertainment podcast hosted on Spotify and other fine places you find podcasts. We are back, and let's talk comic books. First up, we have a... uh... A new Fantastic Four original graphic novel coming out in August. This time around, it's going to be written and drawn by Alex Ross, which immediately draws me to this. Um, and they're calling it an experimental new style um, for him because he's always been, you know, known for his art. I don't even know if he's ever written anything. I'm not even sure. Um, anyways, this 64 page will be called Fantastic Four Full Circle. And it'll be printed in the oversized prestige format, similar to the graphic novels from the 80s that Marvel used to do. So I'm looking forward to this um, because I don't I tend not to read the ongoings anymore. I just just so much more into like either like an Elseworlds tale type thing or a contained story. Things where I don't have to come back and buy it like a soap opera every month. I just I'm over it. Hmm. Yeah, I um, shoot though he's just so good. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. The art style, if it's this is what they're showing, uh, is true. Then it's much different than what we're used to for him. It looks a little bit more pulp style, a little bit more Kirby with the colors too. So I don't know. Can you pre-order this yet? Because I want it. <laughs> I don't know because it's a book. Maybe 
Uh, I will mm. be checking that out after this show. Okay. And if so, I'll leave a link in the uh, show notes. <laughs> uh, next up, Venom Lethal Protector is back. If you didn't expect that because it was said every five seconds in Maximum Carnage. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's not the movie's name. Let There Be Carnage. Um, David Michelini uh, will be returning to uh, this world because it's, you know, he had that that run where he and Todd McFarlane introduced Venom. So it's nice to have uh, this this character, uh, this creator come back and write, you know, writing the series again. So uh, he'll be doing this with Ivan Fiorelli. Uh, it's a five limited issue, limited series, and that hits in August, um, in March. Sorry. Uh, this will be going back to his early days as Venom, kind of probably around the time of the 90s Lethal Protector series. Still have that mm-hmm. uh, series, do. actually. So, you know, this is cool. This is, you know, something to check out. I, I like that they're doing some of these little mini series. You know, it's like five issues and I, I would check it out. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, next up, Gambit is coming back uh, for his own series. Again, this is all of this is from the March solicitations. Chris Claremont is going to come back and write the character. He's been doing this on and off for the last decade. I remember there's a Nightcrawler series. There is some other stuff he's been dibble and dabbling with with different characters. So um, he's being joined by Sid Cotian on art. And this is this looks like it's going to be a ongoing. Yeah, this is interesting um, that that they poached him for this. And, and I'm happy with that. <laughs> I uh, I haven't read Gambit in a very, very long time um, unless he's been part of the ensemble. But yeah, they don't have the date yet for when this comes out. But I know I'm going to want to pre-order it because Chris Claremont is OG. I'll let you know. They're not up yet, those okay. those March books, but soon, but soon. Speaking of also coming out in March, The Punisher is coming back, thankfully. Um, it's been too long, honestly, for Punisher fans, and I understand why completely, and that is why he's going to be getting a makeover. Um, we're looking at a 12-issue maxi-series uh, written by Jason Aaron, um, and with artist Jesus Saez and Paul Azaceta and colorist Dave Stewart. So this is this is a heavy, heavy book with a lot of great creators on it. And they're going to be changing Frank's Punisher emblem to something new since, you know, bad people have kind of, I guess, really been emboldened by this, the idea of who the Punisher is and wearing this. And it's just Marvel has been kind of hesitant to bring this character back into the into the spotlight and i thought he was going to go away for a much longer time i'm very happy that this is coming back in march yeah i mean people are talking about the skull getting changed it looks like it just it's going to be changed as he's working for the hand or something i don't i don't know if this is going to change i think that is the change for like two seconds you know throughout the course of this book and then it will probably disappear, right? No, this isn't I permanent. Think, I think they're getting rid of that skull because of because of what happened, because Ugh. of like violent that the, these people embrace that whole idea of uh, vigilantism and they wear that skull everywhere. Um, I think it's gone. And the and the new thing reminds me kind of like almost like the Punisher 2099 one in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, I don't, in my opinion, I think this is going to be a permanent change so they can actually have the character be back. And, mm. you know, I, I'm, ha- I, I don't know. I, I, I'm always kind of like torn when it comes to the Punisher and being a Punisher fan, I was kind of saddened by the fact that we wouldn't be seeing anything else. And that also goes to the kind of point we we're talking about before, where how does Marvel treat this character if you're not doing like the John Bernthal Netflix series, which all those are rated R, all those shows. Mm-hmm. How do you do that in the new MCU? Hmm. So we'll see. We'll see. I will pre-order that as well. Uh, DC News. We're going to get a big crossover called War for Earth 3. A lot of this stuff was teased in Future State. Um, but as the title implies, uh, it'll be taking place on Earth 3. It's going to involve the Suicide Squad, Teen Titans Academy, and um, The Flash. So look forward to this crossover between all three of those books, plus, I believe, a center book. Oh, there will be two War for Earth 3 book ends the event. So we'll get two issues that sandwich the other ones, all the tie-in issues together, telling this story. Hmm. Okay. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, in, in Future State, Amanda Waller was sending the uh, Task Force X over to Earth 3 um, and they were doing some shit there that, you know, trying to take out um, uh, the crime syndicate. Yeah. Different things like that. So yeah, this is cool. I, I think that DC has been playing this future state run, um, but they all those foundations they've laid for that. They've been playing out very well in the comics as of late. So I'm excited to see that. But not as excited as this new Black Label comic that just got announced called Rogues. Uh, it's being hailed as a noir, noir heist story. It's coming out in March. Four issues, Black, Black Label, and it will be written by Josh Williamson and Leo Max. I love I love the Flash's rogues. They're some of my favorite villains, and I'm looking forward to this title in this format. Yeah, this is a full like I want every single one of this. That's it. Soon as I I think you sent me this link or whatever, I was like, yup, count me a hundred percent in. <laughs> I am so uh, Josh Williamson's just badass, and this is probably gonna be sweet as hell. <laughs> he really is. He's come to the forefront of all the DC books right now, where mm-hmm. he belongs, and I'm excited for everything he's doing. Um, next up, let's get ready for return to Sean Gordon's Batman um, White Knightverse. Uh, this this is being kind of titled or headlined as a see the world of Batman Beyond from a different perspective, which is neat. Uh, I think that this has been a really interesting take this Elseworlds take on on the batman verse and i can't wait to see what happens in this uh there's been three series i think related to it from the beginning um yeah including a harley quinn one so yeah good stuff and we'll see what happens in the white knight future verse yeah this again art is fantastic. I love uh, Batman Beyond. Ugh, this is another I need to get. <laughs> Last up, just real quick in DC news, we're getting another Batman and Superman series finally. Um, it'd be called World's Finest. It spins out of Detective Comics 1050. Um, you'll see it coming out in March, and 
the great thing already is that Doom Patrol is involved, so that's kind of fun. Uh, this is going to be written by Mark Wade and artist Dan Mora. Perfect lineup. You know what I mean? With the creatives there. Smart idea. Awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's just like March is crazy, honestly, after it, it when is. I went through both solicitations. Usually I I don't buy too much Marvel, but it's getting crazy. Marvel and What's DC the... this and March are out of control. There's there's a Jerry Seinfeld cover. For what? For this comic. For what oh, is. Like, like he's driving the bla- the Batmobile. What? I have to look at this. Is it like coffee and car? <laughs> what is it? Yeah, exactly. They're like Superman and, and Batman and friggin' Jerry all have uh coffees. Oh my god. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Oh, they're driving the Adam West car. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's wonderful. That is very wonderful. That's the cover I want. So how do I get that? That's that's so the cool. one by Dan Mora. So keep an yeah. eye out yeah. for that. Neat. That that's is a so funny cool. idea. It is honestly. Next up, the search for Snoopy. This will be an immersive and interactive journey into the world's world of peanuts. So it's immersive attraction. What is this? Yeah, that's so I, I can take over. The, so yeah. kind of similar to like that Van Gogh thing that's been going around where you can like go inside of his paintings and all this stuff. This huh. is like that. It's in. It's just in Hawaii for now. It hasn't gone wide yet. I don't even know if it's started yet. But yeah, basically you get to be a part of the, uh, the Peanuts world as you're trying to uncover clues to help Charlie Brown find Snoopy. So you get to go into the neighborhood and probably talk to Lucy and all that stuff. So I am a big, you know, Charles Schultz and, and, you know, peanuts fan. Um, this just sounds like a sweet idea overall. So hopefully, like I said, it goes wide, uh, if it, if it's popular over in Honolulu and, um, yeah. What a weird place to start it. Um, yeah, I don't know if he has connections there or what, but maybe. Yeah. <laughs> also, I mean, just turn this into a VR game too. I make that happen as well. That'd be, you know, bad. that would sound that sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last up in comic news, a crossover that we didn't need but sounds amazing. Uh, <laughs> Godzilla versus Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is coming out. Uh, this is <laughs> this sounds kind of badass. Um, this is heading. This is hitting in March, and it'll be a five-part series, written by Cullen Bunn and with artist Freddie Williams the second. So yeah, this is uh, this is that's a pretty strong uh, creative team right there, and I I don't know what this is going to look like, but it sounds awesome. <laughs> I know Freddie Williams second did that Batman TMNT crossover, yep. and um. They look beautiful. So, you know, I this is a weird idea. I'm curious as to to how this will look, uh, honestly. So what a what a weird thing that's happening. (laughs) That sounds like a good graphic novel to buy. Mm -hmm. Indeed. (laughs) All right, let's take Uh, it over to crowd sorcery. Yeah. So first things first, we've got an official sequel to Fright Night 2. Uh, this is written by Tom Holland. Um, it's got nine more days at the time of this recording to fund. It's It's been funded. 
Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, if you're a Fright Night fan, as I am, uh, this is a Kickstarter exclusive right now. And if you want to check out that, go ahead and back it. We'll leave the links up as we always do. <laughs> yeah, this is pretty awesome. I, these exclusive ones to like Kickstarter and whatnot. It's just, it's smart. Yeah, I think it's, um, I think it's a pretty sweet idea. And then from Fright Rags, we talked about it last time, but it's actually out now. Uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, the game. Uh, they're looking for 20k. They're at 32k with 17 days left. So, pretty, pretty cool idea. A bunch of stretch goals are unlocked. Um, if you're a fan of the series, which I know we watch it every year uh, at Sievage's house, we usually watch a couple of them of the Silent Night, Deadly Night series. So, yeah, uh, pretty cool. <laughs> like. That they great price to do this it is a great price yeah so you can get in at 35 bucks which nowadays for a board game is nothing so i'm hoping they with all the the uh franchises that they're a part of fright nights i hope they get some more uh things going like this smart idea absolutely so. yeah Let's go to TV news. Um, Witcher, Witcher, Witcher. We've got Witcher <laughs> unlocked after show. Uh, that's out now because the show did premiere last week. So if you watch the series or want to follow along, get a little bit deeper in, there is an after show called Witcher Unlocked uh, that goes through that. I didn't realize how many behind the scenes stuff they had for the Witcher on there. I mm -hmm. feel like the makings of I didn't even see those until the other day, like for even for season one. Yeah, I watched like, them for season. Yeah, one. I need to watch yeah. them. I love that show. <laughs> that's that's all I'm going to say. That's all I guess. And then we've got our trailer for The Witcher Blood Origin. This is a prequel uh, that takes place 1200 years before The Witcher. So. Um, it's supposed to come out next year. Not entirely sure when it's going to come out as of COVID pushed everything back with this, but, uh, it's got good casting. It's got elves <laughs> and, uh, that's pretty much all I need. <laughs> this new season, the Witcher has elves too. <laughs> oh, sweet so, man. Yeah. I saw times. some more monsters pop up too. So I think it's I'm like I told you, it's to good. Too. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's. I mean, it's much more cohesive than the first season. If you had, if people had issues kind of with the time jumps and the three different linear stories, um, but yeah, this this time around, it's 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 the story you've been waiting for. So good stuff. Sweet. Um, also, the Wednesday show for Netflix. Um, it's you know written. I think it's. I don't know if it's written directed by Tim Burton. And now will be scored by Danny Elfman. That comes of pretty much zero surprise other than, you know, <laughs> a lot longer than a movie, you know, so he's got to put in a whole series. But, you know, they've never not worked together. So I, I'm very excited as Danny Elfman is one of my favorite composers ever. So, yep. No, same here. Same here. And then Avatar The Last Airbender, uh, we've got its Azula and Suki, or Suki, um, added to the cast. Elizabeth Yu will be playing Azula, and then, I'm really bad at reading this, there's so many different casting announcements. But anyway, we've got more cast added to this live-action series of questionable repute. Exactly. 
until we start to really see things come from this, you know, some some looks at uh, behind the scenes or some clips, I don't know what to think of it. I'm, I'll just be tentatively excited, you know, just waiting to see what cautiously they do optimistic. Cautiously optimistic is a good term. Yes, exactly. There you go. Um, this is a piece of news that just kind of came out of nowhere, and I don't even know if it's been officially said by Disney, but. Disney Plus is supposedly working on a Goonies uh, TV series. You know, we've been talking about a Goonies sequel forever. Uh, even the cast was talking about it forever. So, you know, okay, I guess is all I can say. Until we actually see something, I'm going to treat it as a rumor. But as a huge Goonies fan, I'm definitely not opposed to this. <laughs> Yeah, I I am not opposed to it. The only thing I'd be opposed to is the whole idea behind it that I read about, if it's even true. Like, the teacher is a fan of the movie. Like, right. It just sounds dumb to me. So yeah. if you do it like this, I'm going to be really pissed. And if it's just like, if you're trying to make it meta and things like that, it's just, I don't give a crap. Like, just give us an adventure with kids and slap, like, the Goonies on there. You don't have to do the same damn thing or vicariously live through the characters from the 80s and stuff like that. We've been waiting for a true Goonies something. Just yeah. do it. I mean, it. nowadays, if you want to do it, again, just have the cast. Have whoever wants to come back, come back and usher on the new group. Just, I mean, if you watch the new Ghostbusters... That's how you do it, because <laughs> that is perfect. <laughs> so do that. Uh, everything is old is new again. Zorro, one of the oldest, quote unquote, superheroes forever. Uh, Disney's going to be doing a live action Zorro reboot with Wilmer Valderrama as the star and producer. Um, sure. <laughs> Can Antonio Banderas play Anthony Hopkins' character in this show? You know, or play him yeah. as older. You right. know what I mean? Old man Zorro. Exactly. That's all you need to do nowadays. You have an old person who was in the original, whatever. Say, here you go, new person, and it still exists in the world. He's taking on the mantle. Well, isn't Anthony Hopkins? Wasn't he Zorro? He was, right? So I mean, like that's it. Yeah, just keep passing it on. Fuck, Anthony, sorry, Anthony Hopkins is already on Westworld. He isn't going away. He no. could always step into it as well. Three Zorro's multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. That is correct. That is it. And finally, TV streaming news. The Legend of Vox Machina uh, is coming to your Amazon as a new animated series from the Critical Role people. Uh, that's going to be coming in January. If you guys remember, we talked about it a long time ago. Uh, they had done a Kickstarter, a wildly successful Kickstarter for this animated series. Um, they made $11 million in 2019. So uh, if you're a fan of Critical Role or, you know, the animation, whatever, I am all in. This sounds awesome. I want more animated stuff. I want more fantasy stuff. And I get all of that on Amazon. So I'm there. Yes. That <laughs> $11 million, man. On a Kickstarter, I know. It's crazy. So good for them. 
And then finally, let's go over to movie news. Uh, we got our first trailer for sequels, uh, Secrets of Dumbledore or Fantastic Beast 3. Trailer did nothing for me as this series does nothing for me, but that's about it for me. Yeah, I just kind of like, let's just get this over with. Yeah, just end it. Nobody cares. I mean, maybe some people do, and I'm sorry if you're a fan of the series, but I just, not for me. So and That's coming from a pretty big Harry Potter fan. Huge Harry Potter fan. Exactly. For sure. Yeah, exactly. it's, just, it's just ridiculous. So whatever. <laughs> uh, Kingsman 3 starts filming in this upcoming December in 2022, which I'm fine. I like those first two movies. I'm sure I'm going to like the Kingsman uh, when I watch it. So, yeah, that's it. Yeah, this is just a really farmable series. I mean, you can do a show about it if you wanted, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, this is how did the King's Man do? I don't do know. Right. I think it oh, just yeah, I mean, came out. What's today? Sunday? I think it came out Friday. Yeah, it was like kind of in that whole Spider Man, Matrix, the King's Man. Yeah, slew like that, of holiday movies. <laughs> that's the problem. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Is that it? Spider Man's about to cross. A billion dollars. I just think I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how well it's going to do. To be honest with you, me neither. But yeah. Kingsman Three is coming. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. And yeah, that's it. Um, okay, so moving on. God Country. Uh, that comic book, which is by Donnie Cates, is getting adapted uh, from Legendary and also over at Netflix. Um, Jimmy Mickle, who co-created and show ran uh, Sweet Tooth, um, is supposed to be directing and co-scripting it with Kate's. Um, sure. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I haven't read the comic. Yeah. I know I'm a Kate's fan. And, you know, Netflix seems to be mining comic books left and right. So that's pretty much all I can say about it. No, exactly. We'll we'll see what happens. I mean, I just love that we're getting more series than movies. That's it. Yeah, As of late, too. I just that's where that's where the storytelling belongs, uh, especially when you're adapting anywhere from like six comics on. It's just yep. I don't want to see a two hour movie that's based on like a 24 issue comic book. You know, it's long form storytelling. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm very, very excited about it. And then Avatar, we've got some Avatar 2 images. We've got kind of like a like a production photo, behind the scenes production photo, and then like a concept art photo. So really both things focusing on how they're going to be going towards the sea. Um, most of it takes place underwater. What's that going to be compared to, I don't know, Aquaman and how they handled underwater stuff? The fact that it's James Cameron, I would imagine... <laughs> It's going to be absolutely mind blowing, spectacular. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we look at the difference between um, Justice Zack League, Snyder's, yeah. right, and what what James Wan did, and actually being able to do the talking underwater. It's amazing, like that kind of technology doesn't exist, and that it exists all of a sudden um, that you do it. I just I don't get it. Um, if anybody can do something like this, it's definitely James Cameron, and yep. take it to the next level. I. At the same time, it's like Matrix 4 comes out and everybody's like, it's not good. And then I'm like, do you remember Matrix 2 and 3 back in the early 2000s? Like, those weren't great movies, 
uh, we're all living off like what we remember from the first movie in 1999 and that hype. Yeah. It's not going to be the same thing these days after what Disney did with Marvel in a 10 year um, storytelling epic. Uh, movies have changed and how and our viewership has changed and what we care about has changed. So I'm worried that Avatar has been too long since the first movie for it to be kind of relevant at the same time. If James Cameron comes and like blows our minds with new technology, I'm 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 in, of course, but that's what I want to see. Yeah, I think this is gonna be, you know, because most people uh, it's too much like Fern Gully, John Carter, Dance with Will Mumble, like Everything I'm sorry. Good. It made the most money of all time because you saw it repeatedly. And it's weird, but maybe because it's just the visuals, maybe that's why for you people who don't like it but maybe that's all it needs so if, if we're underwater and we feel like we're underwater seeing things we've never seen before well then i guess james cameron wins again and that's my thing about movies like now we're in like this weird time where okay we can watch the matrix on tv or we can go to imax and watch it i'm sorry but the but the matrix is not like like the perfect movie it's not going to be like a stellar script with the best acting and whatnot. It's a science fiction movie that's based on visuals that you should be seeing on the big screen. I'm not yeah. going to go to a movie and be like, well, this script was just horrendous. But, you know, it, I, I I don't know. It just It's just kind of a weird time we exist in where people are like, well, it's not good. Well, you saw it on a 40-inch TV. What did you expect? Yeah. Matrix 2 and 3 suck. Like, come yeah. on, guys, come on. Yep, yeah. I 100% agree. 100% agree. Next thing, we got a picture and uh, trailer for The Northman. Alexander Skarsgård stars, again, as Northman, uh, like he did in, <laughs> in True Blood. But we got Robert Eggers, who directed The Witch and The Lighthouse, uh, doing it. So this is a Norse movie with mysticism and magic and extreme violence as all vikings should have i mean yes. nicole kinman's in it anya taylor joy ethan hawk i mean this is an all-star cast a24 movie cannot wait cannot wait till this next year yeah i had no idea if it existed until that trailer dropped the other day yeah and i'm in most definitely yeah you know what we also didn't talk about was two trailers i'm just gonna say them real quick that nicholas cage one <laughs> where did I show you that trailer? I don't think so. Oh, my God. Well, first, the Michelle Yeoh trailer, which is another A24 movie, which is like that bonkers, like, head mess up movie. I showed you that, right? No. Oh, my gosh, man. Um, So she's like, uh, what is it called? It looks just insane. Um, Hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Everything... Everywhere, all at once. <laughs> Everything, everywhere, everywhere all, all at once. Where, where she goes into multiple realities and streams of consciousness and plays herself in all these different ways. It literally looks like a mix of like eternal sunshine and something else just completely bonkers. <laughs> so watch that trailer. And then this other movie, which made me think, like, I don't know how the hell he got this. Whoever wrote this is a genius. Nick Cage plays himself 
in the unbearable weight of massive talent. And it's about this guy who invites Nick Cage to come to his like uh, birthday party. And he's a super fan and it's Pedro Pascal. (laughs) And like, it just, it just looks crazy. Again, it's like someone wrote this knowing Nick Cage and he's like, playing parts of like all of his movies and everything like that. What? It's just, yes. Yeah, oh, man. Both those trailers came out in the last two weeks. I, I totally forgot. Uh, they look, <laughs> they look awesome. They look really Send good. Both to me immediately. <laughs> yeah. Just so crazy stuff. So anywho, that's also coming out. Uh, Bob Einstein died earlier this year. Super sad. Uh, best known for super Dave or, or Funkhauser on curb your enthusiasm. But just a great comedian. Um, HBO is going to be doing a a documentary. Actually, that might be out because it's supposed to come out at the end of this year. Uh, actually, so sorry, it comes out on the twenty eighth, twenty eighth of December. So uh, if you're a Super Dave fan, that comes out. And then finally, Death on the Nile. Um, this is that sequel to um, what the hell's the train movie called? Oh. <laughs> Uh, murder on the Orient Express. Yeah, yeah. So the next Agatha Christie uh, in that timeline uh, is is coming out. So that's uh, Death and the Nile that comes out in February. So I really love the first one. So I'm excited for for that. And I like Agatha Christie anyway. So yeah, the one that just the one the newest one that just came out with all the famous people in it. Yep. No. Yeah. Was murder good. on the Orient Express. That I need good. to watch that. Okay. Oh, you haven't seen? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you would definitely like it. Just a murder mystery. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, that takes us to our next commercial, and we will be right back. Need more context on your favorite movie? Is Obama. Obama. As okay. Senator Obama. Ever wonder why they did or didn't do that thing or include that scene? This is prime. Like, this is Perfect this is Freddy. quality entertainment. Check out Gutsy Media Podcast as my friends and I take a deep dive into everything from blockbusters to indie films. The weakest apple cider bitch beers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. That's Gutsy Media Podcast for everything movies. Do you miss hanging out at bars with a friend? Cream, cream, ale. Do you miss those two friends of yours that would always end up drinking too much, leading to discussions about political philosophy? If so, then we have a podcast for you. When they nuked the Capitol, you know, that was bad. I'm Aaron. And I'm Jake. Join us at the tavern for a pint, a few laughs, and some nonsensical discussions. I will say neither of us are constitutional lawyers. (laughs) A political podcast for the unencumbered political mind. Search for the Bull and Moose Tavern on your favorite podcast streaming service today. He managed to make Trump look good on something. It's like, bad. We are back, and let's talk video games. Uh, first up, we have a new tabletop RPG headed our way. Uh, it's based on the world of Dark Souls. You know, tabletop RPGs. I think a new one, a new <laughs> system, a new uh, a new game comes out all the time, and it's kind of amazing because. Um, this is going to be like this is licensed by Steamforged again, who did the, the miniature game that we played at Toy Fair that one year, uh, who do absolutely stellar jobs on on those games. But this time around, we'll be getting, uh, you know, a dice based game. And I don't know, I I've never even played Dark Souls. I think I've. Downloaded it. 
I just haven't really given it a shot yet. So I'm not too into this world. Would you uh, would you consider playing this game? Yeah, you know, we, there's so many, like you said, there's so many tabletop games. Um, this is actually Steamforge's first licensed tabletop role-playing game, though, which I think huh. is kind of neat because they've been killing it in the box game world uh, for some time now. As as we said, we, we played the box game, the miniature game, a long time ago, and it was fun. And neither one of us has played uh, the video game. <laughs> so, uh, you know, maybe... Because I like the video games or the uh, the the miniature games, so yeah, I, I maybe I would. Exactly. Yeah, it says um, they've they've done things that are based on like D and D fifth edition rules, but never their own thing. So we'll see what they do differently this time around for mechanics and whatnot. Next up, these Final Fantasy originals uh, have been getting pixel remasters. The next one up, my favorite Final Fantasy game. Final Fantasy VI will be hitting Steam in February and then hopefully hitting, you know, Android devices sooner than later. Uh, and like you and I just talked about on the break, when are these going to be hitting Switch? All of these games came out for Nintendo. Why does it why are they not being made for Switch? It's just it's a it's a handheld system that you can play on your TV. It's it's made for this thing. This just kind of pisses me off, <laughs> to put it nicely. You know, it's like, I just want them. You know what I mean? I love six. Six is great. I love four. I mean, I really, not many Final Fantasy that I don't like, I guess, is the better thing. So, especially these first ones are really just genius. So, please release it, Nintendo. I don't know what you're holding back on, but uh, it would be very nice if you just put these out for everybody not just steam yeah. players which is bonkers to me <laughs> insane uh next up <laughs> ubisoft has decided that dawn of ragnarok the next big dlc for valhalla is going to be uh, a paid one so for 40 more dollars you can get over 35 hours of new content um people are questioning why this is not its own game why people have to pay more for end game content i get it at the same time, game's been selling seasons passes, season pass twos, and more for a long time. So if it's worth it, then it's worth it. But I have always been impressed kind of what with what Ubisoft has done with their games, with their Assassin's Creed games as far as DLC. So I I most likely will buy this on sale. Yep. I I, I have nothing wrong with this. You give me another game for forty dollars. Why are you complaining? It will go down to twenty dollars in a week. Just shut up. Just yeah. if you don't want it, don't buy it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, next up, one of your favorites, uh, Splinter Cell remake is in development from Ubisoft, and so we've been waiting what a long time for another Sam Fisher game. But it looks like they'll just go back to the beginning and start anew <laughs> with a remake. Yeah stupid you know we haven't seen a splinter spell game since 2013 um why they're doing it this way i don't know i think it's kind of dumb but at the same time i want to see splinter cell so this sounds like more like they're just gonna go and give it the uh full remake from the bottom up you know just with a new engine so fine okay 
also announced a sequel. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, we we were just talking about the Dune RTS game that got announced on the last show. Uh, this time around, we have Terminator Dark Fate Defiance. Uh, you'll be able to go into the world of Terminator and, I don't know, farm resources and send your armies to destroy the, the robots and whatnot. I mean, it makes sense to put an RTS in the world of Terminator. I just, I don't know. I don't know if this looks good or not. This looks like shit to me, honestly. It really does. It's. I actually don't even really have much else to say. the The preview looks horrible. As a longtime Terminator franchise fan, it doesn't even look like it has connections to the franchise. It just looks like a bunch of generic, uh, almost like a simulator. I just, I, I couldn't tell it from any other RTS that's out there, and that's a shame. So. It's a little tidbit. This this was a collaboration that was announced prior to the dark fate movie which everybody's erased from their memory so this is based in that world yeah i totally forgot that was dark fate i don't hate that movie honestly no. i just don't even remember what happened. exactly <laughs> exactly yeah i don't have anything against it but i don't i couldn't tell you what it was even about <laughs> i mean it's just as good as the other stuff they've attempted in the last couple of years yeah so i mean there's nothing like t2 <laughs> so nothing um next up tell telltale is back one of our favorite companies uh basically story driven uh click choose your own adventure type ideals here but um they what they did i thought they went bankrupt right i just giving yeah, out many uh full versions of their games to people <laughs> yeah the issue is is that like so many of these companies they acquire too many ips and not enough of them make money and they don't know how to sell it in a good way. It's like, oh, you made a really good game, but like they just didn't get the the money aspect down. So hopefully they figured it out because the first thing that's announced is The Wolf Among Us 2. Mm-hmm. Um, it's already in development. It takes place six months after the original. They're using the Unreal Engine to do it. Um, so I I loved the wolf among us like it is probably the best telltale game other than maybe tales from the borderlands because that was actually very well done as well um so you know it's gonna be interesting i like those games Mm -hmm. a lot we both do so i don't know you know hopefully they get it figured out and they don't just go bankrupt after this but the wolf among us is considered one of the best like narrative games made in that style so you know bring it on Exactly. And if you could up your graphics, your gameplay a little bit, and then still have those same elements, I think it would be a lot of fun. So they also announced that they'll be doing something based in the Expanse universe, which is a smart idea as well, because there really isn't too much out there uh, in terms of gaming from that, I guess, amazing sci-fi series that everybody loves, you know, so good times. Uh, Last stop in gaming, uh, this this is pretty neat. I like to throw this stuff in here sometimes. There's going to be a Learn to Code RPG. Uh, it's going to be an interactive visual novel game, uh, which teaches you to code and make friends in the tech industry. So while you're having fun, increase your skills and get a job that you may not never have been able to get five years ago. So features hours of gameplay, original art and music, over 600 computer science quiz and questions, 50 plus Easter eggs you can discover, six different endings, friendly 
characters and an adorable cat and mini games. So sounds like a cool package of learning. Yeah, I started. Because <laughs> so you're making a visual novel using coding. This is like so crazy to me. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't even know what to say. I've always wanted to code. Uh, <laughs> this is free. <laughs> It just kind of makes sense. <laughs> and maybe you could get a job after this. I don't know. Like, then you take a test and you're like, oh, I learned all this thing through a video game. Oh, give me that certificate. Oh, now I landed a job. Like, coding jobs, everyone needs coding, really. Everybody. There are yeah. more jobs out there, especially out here in California, sure. that aren't being filled. Yeah. So get kids into this. Get them jobs. Get yourself uh, into it. Right? <laughs> Everybody. Jeez. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that leads us to what time is it? It's time for the pursuit of plastic. All right, toy enthusiasts and action figure hunters. This is a pursuit of plastic. First up today, let's talk McFarland toys as we usually do because I don't know if this guy's ever going to stop just announcing things and and draining <laughs> our wallets. So let's talk uh, Mirrorverse Wave Two first. Uh, the popular this multiverse like Disney Disney stuff. I don't even know what it's based on yet. Is it based on like a game that's coming out, a show? I don't it's know. It's magic, honestly. Yeah. I'm not going to buy them because it's like it's too much, but they have like seven inch figures, five inch figures, statues, all this stuff. Uh, but recently, the latest uh, wave that was announced features Sully uh, from Monsters Inc., Donald Duck, and Baloo. Uh, so they all have like this really cool, I don't know, like steampunk look to them in, in a way, uh, all of this great stuff. But the Baloo one really kind of piques my interest because it it's based on his tailspin appearance yeah katie got one for christmas she got um uh buzz lightyear it's a big ass figure like it is chunky i was like how do you 14 dollars and it is massive i was very shocked and uh it was really cool um so yeah i i Keep going with this weird idea of the Mirrorverse, which may be something that happens at some point. <laughs> yeah, the price points are amazing. Uh, this is the mobile platform game. Oh, okay. really? So that's what it is. Cool. Okay. I'll have to... Is that out? I'm going to check that out. I, maybe. Next time we'll be in our gaming section. <laughs> also, with uh, the release of Witcher Season 2, Farland has dropped uh, the pre-order for the figures. Geralt... Weird demon girl, Siri, and of course Roach. Uh, what a what a everybody's making horse figures now, and you know I'll buy them because I'm sure it's the same mold as that Dark Knight Returns one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and also more DC multiverse figures have arrived. Uh, we have black suit Superman from uh, the comic where John Kent appears for the first time. Uh, we got. General Zod from Rebirth. We have Martian Manhunter, Aquaman, and finally the new um, Endless Winter Wave was just previewed as well with a new Build-A-Figure with the Frost King. And yeah. some re-releases like Jon Stewart, but I mean, 
this guy, he's doing all the, like we said, doing all the modern stories. He's just dropping figures like crazy. Uh, it's, 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 it's just, it's too much, but it's great. <laughs> I love this Martian Manhunter. Yes. Um, I'm probably going to get him. He's just cool looking. Really, really cool. I like the Aquaman. I'd probably take the head. Yeah. Aquaman's good things. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next up, NECA has announced a new Predator figure uh, based on the Concrete Jungle video game. And this one is called the Stoneheart Predator. And it's huge. It's like scary huge. I like I like when they do these um, these deluxe figures based on the seven inch scale because this one's coming at like 11 inches. That's a giant, oh, giant predator. Um, OK, four light up LEDs, interchangeable wrist blades and more. So they did the the Scarface Predator. I think I have it still. I think it was one of the ones that I held on to. When I got rid of most of my NECAs. Um, but I love it when they go into that side of things. Yeah, it's badass. <laughs> And then also we just got an announcement uh, from NECA that they'll be doing Krampus figures. It's funny because I never watched Krampus until the other night when this got announced. So I was like, oh, how how convenient. What did you think? I My YouTube TV stopped working towards like the last third of the movie. So I need to finish oh, it. The best but it's, part. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly it. Because it's not a bad movie. It's just yeah. it's slow. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's funny and I like it, but it's not like you're you're used to trick or treat. It's not trick or treat. Um, no, so I'm ready to watch the rest of it because it was starting to get creepier. And yeah, no, the ending's still... the best part. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'll this take this. Four Horsemen Krampus. <laughs> so Four Horsemen put out a Krampus, and you only had two days, and only oh, yeah. within that time you had like five minutes to get it. So I missed the first one. They announced the second date. Tried to get it gone. So I was like pissed because the packaging is insanely cool too. And then they just announced that a variant of it is going to come out to all of their major retail partners. So I was like, thank God. Uh, so I don't know when it's coming out, you know, officially, but I would imagine then we'll get to see it like on Big Bad Toy Store and Entertainment Earth and all those places. Which is kind of wild because it's it's a, it's a Mythic Legion, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so a Mythic Legion is going to be going to retail. They said all their retail partners. That's awesome. I I don't exactly know how this is going to work, but I know that that was like it's so cool looking. And I was like, I need this thing. It is. It's it's just like they did with their that horse that they did for their twentieth anniversary. Yeah. Uh, this past year, they did that horse and they did the variant of the horse. Mm-hmm. And it's not even um, that much money. I think it was like no. It's- 50 bucks maybe yeah Yeah. that's what that scale usually it's like their ogre scale yeah um yeah i i remember that day i was ready for this this thing because they were like oh an in-stock sale or whatever i was like oh maybe i can get one of the figures i missed from that vampire line like i want that vampire witch on the horse because i want to get all the horse riders and it'd be like this the four horsemen um and i'm only at two so far so i gotta i'm gonna have to look on ebay and stuff but the idea that they did this i i wasn't I was interested in it, but I was like, I'm not going to spend money on it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'm really intrigued about this going to retail thing. So maybe with uh, you know new Toys R Us coming, um, we'll get to see more of this stuff. I hope they don't make deals with like Walmart. So Ugh, don't talk we'll about it. We'll see. Yeah. Um, next up, this is kind of interesting. Uh, this is a rumor, of course, but there may be 
a Horizon Zero Dawn tall neck Lego set coming, which will be part of Lego's gaming collection. Now, the gaming collection has what? It's been kind of uh, with Overwatch, I believe, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they have the they idea have Overwatch. of it coming. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Overwatch, and then, of course, they did their own Mario line, which is its own thing. Yeah. And then we're getting that Sonic Lego Ideas set. Yeah. Um, so I would love to see this kind of stuff happen. I mean, Horizon Zero Dawn line to begin with would be kind of neat <laughs> with all those creatures. So keep an eye out for that, Lego fans and gaming fans. Uh, I'm sure that Lego is, with their infinite money, bought up pl- plenty of licenses. Yeah, I... Whatever, I'm in. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. I am so in. Give me that alloy minifigure. Exactly. Uh, next up, Book of Fett drops this Wednesday. That's correct, right? It's a Wednesday. The yep. 29th. Uh, I can't wait. But, of course, Hot Toys is taking full advantage of this, and we'll be getting a Fennec Shand Hot Toy. Great. <laughs> Ding <laughs> not when is uh, it's a Hot Toy. It's Yeah, it's about the time. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it looks cool. I'm sure she's going to be sweet in the show, and she's always sweet in whatever she does. So, uh, yeah, perfect. Uh, also, one six scale uh, figure of Dustin Henderson from Stranger Things coming. Uh, but it's by 3-0. And, you know, as we wait and wait for the next season of Stranger Things, do you need... Is this the first 1-6 figure they've made of Stranger Things? Of Stranger Things? I believe so. They may have made a, an 11. Yeah, that would make sense to lead with. I yep. imagine. So, yeah. Um, it was... You can, mm-hmm. It's weird. I, sorry, I was just like, "Why are you doing this now?" Like, right? <laughs> That's like Dustin's awful. from season one. Yeah, right? it's like, see, yeah, exactly. Who knows? Comes with a ton of stuff though. Three uh, zero does some amazing figures. So if you're a fan, check it out. Uh, you can yeah. pre-order it on EE, Big Bad Toy Store, and more. Uh, priced at one hundred sixty-eight dollars. Coming out third quarter of twenty twenty-two. Uh, and then last up. This, uh, I wish I had $1,200 because <laughs> if you didn't, if you didn't buy that McFarlane set the first time around, which everybody should have, if you were a Jaws fan, which is outpriced by now, um, you can go for this much more expensive set in a 120th scale Jaws diorama piece featuring, uh, the Orca being taken down by Jaws, 41 inches wide, 31 inches tall, and it weighs 53 pounds. <laughs> so. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, it's more money. It's three thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just Iron Studios. You know, they are the statue masters, really. Uh, it's it's hard to deny their power. Um, so, yeah, this this thing looks insane. And uh, if you get a few thousand dollars lying around, you're a Jaws fan. This is the this is the piece to get. <laughs> truly, truly is. So, Casey. Where can you find us? All over the internet and the social media is DFAN Entertainment. We are nestled in with a bunch of other amazing podcasts like Insensitive Culture, Critical Mass, Gutsy Media, Campfire Tales, and so much more. So uh, listen to us wherever you download podcasts and follow us at DFAT Entertainment, wherever you follow things. Um, but yeah, this is Casey saying go out there and read some comics. And this is Chris saying, don't forget a towel.
entertainment.